How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. All right. Welcome back, friends. Xander Fryer here with another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And today we've got my good friend Jeremy Herriter here. Jeremy is a two-sport professional athlete, productivity coach to several Fortune 500 companies, and a life coach. He's also the pioneer of Optimal Self and spends every day following the very habits he promotes through his programs. Jeremy has helped thousands of people become the best versions of themselves through Optimal Self, and he's done so with the belief that every high-performing individual follows these same habits to support their success. This is a uh, pretty, pretty awesome kick-ass show we're going to dig into today. We've got how to be successful in life and, and what it actually means about being committed to the daily process, not necessarily the end goal. We're going to talk about the moment that Jeremy went through when he was 13 years old that absolutely changed his entire life and led him to becoming a professional athlete and a CrossFit champion. We're going to talk about the power of negative emotions and how they can actually help you be successful. And we're going to dig into how to become the optimal version of you. And don't forget, we only spread our message when you share this knowledge with others that need it. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it on your social and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. And if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com to grab your pre-sale copy of the Shit You Don't Learn in College book open now. It'll be an absolute game changer. Everyone who buys the book during the pre-sale launch will get over $3,000 in bonus trainings and programs, so you'll want to head over to sidlickbook.com and check it out now. All right, all right. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. We got my good buddy, Jeremy, on the, on the, on the line right now. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Xander, what's up, buddy? Good to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Dude, it's good to have you, man. Uh, I just love that smile. Those pearly whites just get me going from a mile away. Um, you know, Jeremy and I met uh, in Costa Rica at a mastermind a few months ago. That's right. um, and you've got an amazing story. You've done uh, a lot of stuff, stuff from you know the sports realm, Major League Baseball, the CrossFit Games, to uh, real estate, to podcasting and, and entrepreneurship. Um, I'd love for everybody just get to get a, a a sense of you, maybe a three to five minute background on your story, how you got here, because I, I feel like there's just thousands of little wisdom nuggets in that alone. <laughs> Man, where do you start? Right? Is that it's cool when you hear somebody talk about you know what you've done, right? And, and those are in my world, right? You could use you that people use the word accomplishment or achievement, um, and it's cool. And I. I'll be honest though with you, every single one of those things that you have that you said from from baseball 
to the CrossFit Games were technically really failures when it comes to what my actual goals were. Right. Okay. So, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> you got to expand on that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Because see, when you set out to do something, right. And, and yeah. my goal, my goal was to be a 20 year major leaguer where kids had my, yeah. you know, my, my poster on their wall. Like I had of, of all the players, you know, the, men, yeah. the guys that I looked up to and none of that happened. Right. I mean, I, I spent, you know, I spent years playing professionally. I was an all Pac-10 infielder at Gonzaga University. Like, yeah, there's some accomplishment in there, but my actual goal, I didn't hit it. I didn't reach it. Was to be it was to be legendary. Yeah, man. I wanted to be the I wanted to be one to go down as one of the greats. And most people listening to this to right now wouldn't even know that I was an actual baseball player. <laughs> like, it's not even close, man. So if it, if it makes you feel any better, I know. That's, <laughs> thank you that's buddy. what counts thank you. i appreciate it <laughs> yes it, it that is true um and and the same thing for for the crossfit games right when i set out to go to the crossfit games uh you know i mean i, I i'm not here to participate bro I, I i was coming to win yeah and you know you you i mean it's funny as as i'll, I'll give people a little synopsis those of you is the very first workout was uh what it's called nancy for those those guys that are CrossFit fans out there, overhead squat and a run. And at the end of Nancy, my time was a minute and 17 seconds faster than I had ever done it. So it was huh. literally like as well, I mean, beyond, I mean, that's a, it's an, you know, the time for, for me personally, and it was good enough for 12th in the world. Like out of 20 dudes doing that workout that day, yeah. it was like middle of the pack. Wow. And it's an eye opener, right? It's like, holy shit, that is literally as good as I could be. And it was good enough. It was only good enough for 12th and it was, place. And it was 12th. <laughs> <laughs> like you're like, holy shit, I got some work to do. Um, but so, you know, <laughs> as you go back and you look at it, right? And and but all of those things and all of those you don't learn from the success you only learn from the failures and so all of those things all the failures of baseball the failures of 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 the crossfit games you know or you know at least my version of has has set me up week in and week out life for my life to know that hey man you're going to get kicked in the face every now and then hey everything's yeah. not going to be perfect it's not going to be but let me tell you, like what I learned the most in all of that is it was never about those days. It was about the process. It was about the yeah. work. And I'll be honest, man, that's what I fell in love with. Even as a young kid, even as a, a young kid and I'll give people a really cool, um, well bad in my world, but when <laughs> I was 13 years old, um, I, I thought I was going to make this all-star team, right? I'd never yeah. made all-stars before. <laughs> it wasn't your all-star kid. Like you look at all the accolades now and you're like, holy shit. But I wasn't that kid. I didn't make the all-star yeah. team. I wasn't big. I was a little dude, man. Like I grew two and a half inches after high school. So I was, <laughs> I was, I was small, most fast, but every, you know, in those younger years, the bigger kids win. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they're just bigger and stronger. You know, there, yeah. there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you and I could do about it. Right. You're, you're like, speaking, you're speaking to the shrimp of the runch, yeah, the, the, the bunch over right. here, Jeremy, like, <laughs> yeah. so you remember those days. So, so let, let's give the audience. So, so I want people to understand something is that year 
we are, my team won the championship. And, and because of that, your coach gets to pick the last two kids on the all-star team. And this guy yeah. was like a dad to me. His, his yeah. son was one of my really close, almost best friends. Right. And I knew at that point, man, like, Oh my God, he's, this is my year for sure. We yeah. won the championship. He's picking for sure. He's going to pick me. Right. Like, yeah. and so I had built this thing up in my head going out there that day. I built it up, man. I'm like, Oh my God, finally, this is my year. And my name doesn't get called. And it was devastating, right? You can remember being a kid. We didn't handle yeah. emotion very well back then. Like yeah. I was like broken, man, trying not to cry in front of everybody else. And, you know, people see me visibly upset and they're like, why are you upset? And you're just, don't worry, leave me alone, leave me alone, right? Yeah. So here's the thing. I go, we go to the little pizza party after, right? Those of you guys that played kids sports, yeah. you know, the thing after, right? And the our coach, who's also you know, again, like I've been on vacation with them. He's like a yeah. dad to me. Right. And I walked up to him and I asked him, tugged on his shirt. He looked down at me and he said, yes, son. And I said, how come I didn't make all-stars? How come you didn't pick me? Yeah. He looked me dead in the face. And Xander, I'm telling you, I, I could tell you what I was wearing <laughs> and you're talking 30 years ago. And I yeah. can tell you what I was wearing, what he was wearing. I could tell you the smells. I could tell you the sounds. It's like yesterday. And he looked me dead in the face and he said, cause you weren't good enough. Whew. Now, listen, I know it's, it's, I mean, it's like crushing soul crushing. Right. Yeah. And I look at him and I'm like, oh my God, again, trying not to cry. So I turn, I walk away, get away from everybody, wait for no one to be looking. And I run to the bathroom. Right. And I'm in the stall and I'm crying. I'm like, oh my God, I got to call my mom. She's got to come pick me up. And I do, I go to the front, I get the phone and call my mom. And I'm like, mom, please come pick me up. She's like, it's a sleepover. You're supposed to stay the night. Go enjoy your friends. I'm like, mom, please, get please, please, right? Get me Yes, yes. And she says, okay, fine. So I hand the lady. I don't even go back in. I really go outside and sit on the, on, on the curb right there. Yeah. And wait for her. She pulls up and I like jump into that car, right? Yeah. Fast and get, putting that seatbelt on. And in that moment, like it was that finally like that confined moment away from everything else. And water, right? I'm like yeah. sobbing that like uncontrollable kid sob, you know, <laughs> that yep. we've all had. And she looks at me and she's like, what in the hell is going on? Like, what yeah. is wrong with you? Right? And I tell her the story. Like any of you listening, like any other parent, what do you think she's going to do, man? She's like pulling into one of those parking spots, going to give them a piece of her mind. He said, <laughs> What? And I'm like, mom, please, please, please. I'm begging you, please do not go in there. I'm embarrassed. Yeah. This sucks. Just leave, just leave, just leave. And this is the thing. And I want people to understand this because I use this in my life today. And she, she said, really? You don't want me to go in there? I said, please, mom, please. I'm begging you. And I'm crying. She looked straight at me and she said, fine. What are you going to do about it? Who? Look, I tell that story. I've had this conversation with my mom many, many times. She doesn't even remember this moment, but it was life-changing for me. It was paradigm-shifting, right, in our yeah. lives. Paradigm-shifting because in that moment, and I'm telling you, even now, this sense of calm, I almost immediately stopped crying. Like, that emotion was lifted. Yeah. Because the power was now in my hands. She, she, gave, said, she you, gave you back the power to do something about it. What are you going to do about it, right? Yeah. And- and that is literally the power that we have. And now, again, this is a 13-year-old boy. And I turned, I said to her, of all things, I'm like, and to those of you guys that are outside of K-12, 
California or the United, whatever, is the big giant mega sporting goods store in those days was called Big Five, right? Like yeah. Dick's and all those, right? You know. And I said, can we go to Big Five, mom? Can we go to Big Five? And she said, what? Yeah, let's, what? Like, you don't want to go get ice cream, you know, like us parents, like, what do we, let's just code it over, right? Let's go buy yeah. a toy at Toys R Us or let me just get some ice cream. Come on. And I said, can we go to Big Five? She, and it was literally around like, she's like, fine. We pull in, just like I told you, I can, I can tell you what he was wearing. We walked <laughs> into that baseball section and I said, mom, I want that. And I can tell you it was on sale. It was a yellow sign said $19.99. She's like, what in the hell is that? I said, it's a batting tee, mom. It's a batting tee. She's like, like any parent, because I have kids and I remember those days when they would stop crying and not be upset. And you were like, so I know what she was thinking later in life, I realized, because she was like, for this $19.99, you're going to stop crying. You're going to be fine. Like, fine. <laughs> she reached let's, up and pulled that this. thing, right? She pulls it off the shelf. We get it. Man, it was, I got home that day and I, and I opened that box and built that thing. And just so you know, I still have that tea today. It stays with me because it's a yeah. symbol. And I promised myself I was going to go out there and I was going to hit balls off that tea because what am I going to do about it? I'm going to make sure that nobody ever says to me again, you're not good enough, right? Because yeah. he wasn't saying, and I want people to understand this, that the greatest, there, there's a lot of different things right in that, in, in the, in the, in that part of, this, of, of my life that later showed up. And, and one of those things is the fact that he was very honest with me. Yeah. He wasn't saying it to hurt me. Yep. Because here's a cool thing, right? Is that years later, him and seven of the kids that I grew up with, they, they came and bought a ticket to watch me play baseball in yeah. a professional baseball game in a stadium. Yeah. All those kids, all those kids made all-stars and I didn't. Yeah. And all of those kids had jobs and I, and they were paying for a ticket to come watch me play. But the difference is not that they weren't, they were, but he was right in yeah. that moment. Like, listen, there are 15 <clears throat> kids that made that team. If, if, yeah. if, if I was the 16th best kid in that league, which was, there was 120 kids, right? Like, is that he was, he was honest. He was right. Yeah. And the other thing that I want people to hear and understand is that in that moment, I had built this up because he liked me, because he cared about me, that yeah. he was going to pick me. I didn't say anything in that story, and it wasn't. I didn't have anything in there that said that I deserved it, that yeah. I worked my ass off, and that I was, that I was physically deserving of, of playing that on that team. Yeah. I didn't say any of that. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't feel that way. I thought he was going to pick me because he liked me. Well, I think, I think that's, you know, that's, this is a really important story and it might, you know, might, might upset a couple of people, but like the truth is like we're, when we're talking about success, right? right? When we're talking about success, whether it's in sports, whether it's in life, whether it's in business, right? Success by definition means that you are doing better and more than others, Right. And so right. not, not everybody, we, we, you know, everybody wants success. Everybody wants to be at that point, but are you deserving of that point? Have you actually put in the work to get there? And I think we do kind of live in a, uh, you know, maybe a society that gets babied a little bit, a lot of participation trophies, but there is no mm -hmm. such thing as participation in success trophy. No, right. It doesn't, it doesn't really work that way. It doesn't. It doesn't. And here's the other thing is just so let's be clear. I was 13 years old. I didn't make the all-star team the next year. I barely made the high school team after that. 
But I'm going to tell you this. I was out there every damn day, every day. So, so I want people to understand is that your success is not built on because I went outside and hit a couple balls the next day. It was day in and day out and year in and year out. And now fast forward from that 13-year-old boy to an 18-year-old senior in high school. And now I led the team in hitting. I was the most valuable player. That was the first all-star team I ever truly made. And it was the all-valley all-star team with 30 other schools that were involved. Like it was like the big thing, you know, your picture in the yeah. front of the paper and all that kind of stuff. But I wasn't better the next year. I wasn't even that good the next year. But over time, over five years of putting in day in and day out work, did it start to show up physically on the field, right? And and some statistical yeah. uh, data that, that that I could that I could use. And I use that same thing all the time now. Is when I look and, and we're struggling, when our company is not hitting the numbers that we want, or we're not answering the bell the way that we should. I just look and I say, okay. Where aren't we good enough? And are we putting in the right time, yeah. energy, and effort? Because it's not, because I want everyone to know, you're just, it, you may not be good enough today, but that doesn't mean yeah. you won't ever be good enough. You're just not good enough yet. And I think this, I think that's a, you know, that's something that you and I talked about when, when we did our, when we did our last podcast interview, right? right? Is this is, a, this is a, a common belief that I've found in the most successful people is that, you know, they don't pussyfoot around it. It's, it, you know, you're not good enough. If you were good enough, you would have made the all-star team. If you were good enough, you would have the, the you know, the multi-million dollar business or even the six-figure business or, uh, you know, the freedom lifestyle that you want, being able to travel the world. If you were good enough, you would have it, right? But the simple, like, I think the simple first step is to accept that you're not there yet. Mm. And it's, it's time to get to work, That's right? right. Uh, talk to me about that, that five years a little bit more. Cause I think that is an important lesson for a lot of people. We live, we live in a world where, I, I mean, I'm sure you're guilty of this. You go on Instagram, you go on Facebook, you see, uh, a, a 19 year old kid that just made a million dollars in seven and a half weeks. And you see a, a 21 year old kid that just crossed eight figures in 13 minutes or something. I don't even know what's going on on social media anymore. It's just this, this big game of, of muscle flexing and ego flexing and yeah. uh, all sorts of stuff. Like t talk to me about that five years. Like what does it take to like actually be successful? Again, it comes it, it, again, it goes back down to the fact that falling in love with that process, like understanding that, the only way to get there was to do it on the, th the days that you didn't want to. And, and I used it, to do it when like, those are the most important days because it, it's easy to go on the day that your you know, your inspiration and motivation is through the roof. Yeah. Those are so few and far between. And so what I knew was that, listen, I'm going, I want to make the next step is it after that was like, I want to make the high school team. Yeah. And so I knew, man, those dudes were big, fast, strong, right? You're a 14, 15 year old kid. These kids are 18 years old, grown ass men with beards. And you know what I mean? Like I still couldn't even get a hair on my face. Like it was, uh, I didn't shave till I was like 23. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I was already behind the eight ball. And as far as strength and goes. And so what people need to understand now is like, 
don't overestimate what you can get done this week or this year. And then you underestimate what it looks like three, four, five years from now. And if you can look three, four, five years down the line and you can really truly see that person, whatever that is, whether it's that, that financial goal of owning your own business, that entrepreneurship, you know, I'm sure all the people that, that follow you, um, that love that, right? I mean, <laughs> the shit you don't learn at college. I just remember the day I met you. I was like, man, that is the greatest, <laughs> greatest tagline like in the history of the world because none of the shit, I, I mean, I went to college. I have yep. a degree. Like it was, and I have not used an ounce of yeah. it other than the discipline that I had to get my ass up and go to class because I needed to maintain a GPA so I could keep my so scholarship. So you could keep playing, yeah. So I could, yeah, so I could run on the field Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You know what I mean? Like, But again, it, it, for all of us, that is that is what drove me to do it. So no matter what, we all have to find that thing. We have yeah. to find that thing that, that, that truly motivates us. Because again, and I want people to understand, if you say it's money in a in a Lamborghini, fine. If that really will get your ass out of bed, yeah. I don't give a shit. Like, go for it. That's not my yeah. thing. But if it'll get you out of bed and you'll work, go for it. Doesn't because it doesn't even matter. It has to be yours. And you know, getting told you're not good enough, being pushed out, not being able to be in the cool kid crowd, right, and and run around with the, those kids that were all my friends, and I was the only one that didn't make it. You yeah. know like that that's it's like all right, let let's keep going. And what's crazy is like I told you, six seven years later, eight years later, I'm the only one still playing yeah. that game. You know, getting paid to actually play that game. So it's it's it's. it's I want people to understand that. It's it's really funny, obviously, being in the self-development play in, in the self-development world. You know, one of the things that we talk about is is really coming from a place of purpose uh, and things like yep. that. But I think one thing that's not talked about enough is, you know, some of these some of these darker emotions for a lot of us entrepreneurs, for a lot of, uh, you know, the successful people. And it's not I'm not saying that we're all broken or we're all, uh, you know, whatever it might be. I know I had this conversation with Tom Bilyeu. Uh, at a mastermind once. And for those of you guys who don't know Tom, he sold Quest for a, a billion dollars. He yeah, runs yeah. Impact Theory. Um, you know, one of my favorite things he ever said, he's like, dude, I've I've done a lot of personal development. I've healed from all my past wounds. And he goes, but sometimes I like to hang on to them a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes I like to sometimes I like to keep them a little bit because there's no fire that you can ever find that is stronger than that anger for, you know, earlier on in your life when you had a failure. There's no drive that you can find that is stronger than when you mess this up and, and it costs you X, Y, Z. So he's like, I have a list of, of, you know, he calls it, I think he calls it his, uh, you know, his dead list. They're people that are dead to him, but that he's, he keeps his list of like 15 people that he always wants to like come back and be like, this one's for you, dude, this yeah. one's for you. Right. And, and, you know, it's interesting because we do, uh, whether or not we want to admit it, we all have some of these, these darker emotions, the, you know, the, the, um, you know, the, the anger, the, the frustration, but it really does create that fire, that fuel to go moving forward. And if you're, if you're conscious of it, why not leverage it? You, I mean, I honestly, Xander, I don't know a single person that I've been in contact with throughout my career, whether it be at the highest level of sport or at the highest level of business, 
that doesn't have that side, that doesn't have that moment to, to revert to when, when they understand and hasn't got their face kicked in before, hasn't yeah. been at the bottom. <laughs> I don't know a person. I honestly don't. I mean, yeah. I don't. I say it to, to my clients all the time. It's like, look, no, I mean, I get to see them, right? But nobody falls on top of the mountain. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's only one way to get there, man. You know, yeah. and and it's and again, it's it's not easy, but that's why there's not that many people up there. Right. Oh, I love that, man. But yeah. I also believe, and I want people to know this, right? Because because optimal self is about the art of becoming the best version of you, is that some of the things that again today that I use from those days is because I'm gonna be honest with you. The 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 places that I believe cost me is when I was trying to outplay somebody else or outperform comparing somebody else comparing right? to somebody else. Yeah, correct. Because it takes away from me being the best version of me. Because yeah. if, if I put in the work, regardless of what that is, even today with, with our company, if I'm putting in the work, if I'm showing up, if every morning I get up and I'm doing the things that I, that, that are, that are in alignment with where I want to go, then I don't have time to worry about what the hell everybody else is doing. Yeah. And there was a lot of those times in my younger years that I did get caught up in that. I did get caught up in the comparison. I did get caught up in seeing stats of somebody else and going, oh shit, today I have to get two hits. No, man. Yeah. Get up and let your body respond. Let see the ball react to what's happening. Don't, you know, do let your body work what it's trained to do as opposed to now pressing to, to perform at a level because someone else got two hits yesterday. Like, yeah. And I, and I, and I think that's it. I, I correlate that even in today's world. Like, yeah, do I know what the competition's doing? Of course. Do I know? But but do I, am I worried about that if we're in alignment and we're doing the right things? Yeah. Because if that's, that's a very big thing that I want people to understand is the world needs the best version of you. Not yeah. your fucking mom's version, not your dad's version, <laughs> not your brother's version, not your sixth grade teacher's version. Like, for real. Like a lot of the shit that we have going in our head today, a lot of that internal narrative is not even ours. Like yeah. we adopted it from somewhere. Like we are taking on all of this baggage and it's not even ours. It's, it's our families. It's our, it's society. Yes. It's everybody else's. How many people, and sometimes it's just being in that room and you hear these people talking and you're like, oh, is that real? Wait, are they <laughs> talking about me? And they're talking about you. And then all of a sudden we start adopting this thought process and it's not serving us, man. Yeah. It's how do we, really how do we, how do we get out of that then? How do, how does everybody get out of that process? Literally. I mean, again, we hear the term again, the personal development world and, and all the, all the, we hear the word goals and, and all that kind of stuff. But listen. You have to be able to see a future self, a better you. You have to be able to see yourself as that person, whatever that, whatever that is. If you want that $100,000 in your bank account, if you want a million dollars, if you want the nine figures, 10 figures, 12 figures, the, you know, the, the green Lambo, whatever. Like green Lambo. You, <laughs> you have to be able to seriously in your vision, see it. And that, because how we get out of that old way of thinking is we have to see the future. The future is what we have to be able to be in alignment with so that in my present, I can be appropriate in the moment 
for that future. Because otherwise I'm sitting in the past and I'm thinking about the old shit and I'm thinking about all this and what my mom told me and what my, you know, and all these other things. And it's holding me back in this past and, and I can't see it. I have yeah. to be able to see the future so that I can be appropriate in this moment for that future. What I'm, what I'm hearing you say there is see, see yourself in the future so that you can act now in accordance with that future version of you. Spot on, dude. 100%. I love that, 100%. Yep. So, so you mentioned obviously being, being the optimal version of, of you. Um, what are, you know, what are some things, obviously you, you work with a lot of people helping them, you know, business-wise, health-wise, relationship-wise. What do you, what do you see as being some of the biggest mistakes people make when it comes to becoming their, their optimal selves? That they want to make wholesale changes, that they, that they believe they have to change everything about them or that they believe here's the biggest one is that they believe their past is either the trauma that's holding them or the glory years, right? Uh So it's two versions. Yeah. And both of them suck, by the way. Both (laughs) of them are holding you back. Because, and again, I'm not saying the trauma because I've, you know, you and I both have met a lot of people, man, that have gone through some tremendous things that, I mean, I had a guy on our podcast the other day, Michael Unbroken, and he got in trouble at home and his mom cut his finger off. Like that was the punishment. Like, I'm like, wait, wait, what? And she's not in jail. Like, hold on a second. Like there's just, there are some horrific things. And so I don't want to downplay that whatsoever. If those people that are listening, I really, truly don't. And trust me, it angers me. And and you want to see a fire in me, man, show me somebody that's hurting children. Like I'm ready to like go to like, all right, let's roll. Like, but here's the other side of it, okay? Is that still that trauma is not holding him and, he, and, and, and there's many people that prove this. But here's the other side, is that I get people that go, oh yeah, you know, you have a six pack and you're super healthy or whatever. Like when I was in high school, that's how I was. I'm like, first of all, I'm like, no, you weren't. Like, <laughs> you're just kidding yourself. Get the pictures out, let's see. Prove because it. most people have this version that they, of them, their old self that is the best self. Yeah. It's, it's not, yeah. that isn't so, so it can hold you back. And I, and I think I said this to you before, but, um, in a couple of our other conversations, and I want people to understand this is that when people talk about and they go, Oh yeah, but you, you know, you went to college and you played professional baseball and then you, Oh my God, you owned a gym and you sold it for a ton of money. And you did that, like all these different things that people say, right. And you went to the CrossFit games and I tell them, I say, look, I'm telling you, please understand this. The guy that you see today, like where I am in my life today that dude that you think was awesome would get his ass kicked in my life today. Yeah. Dude, he's not even close to good enough. Not smart enough. Didn't know anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, that guy's not good enough. Those aren't my glory years, bro. Like, they're yeah. not. Dude, the best is yet to come, man. And so that's what I want people to understand. So, you know, to go back to your question is what do I see a lot of? I see people attached Attached to, to the past. a trauma or even an accolade, mm-hmm. right? That they're yeah. like, oh, I was the, you know, I made my 12-year-old all-star team. I'm like, awesome. How's that working out for you? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> where, where are we at today, bro? You're, you're 50. Like, come yeah. on. Like, are we still talking about that? Like, the time you hit a home run when you were 12? Like, yeah. dude, like, we might need to step into reality here. We might need today. to keep moving forward with our life and keep doing some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And, and so I want people to, you know, again, to not be so attached to what was 
and really look at what can be. Because if you're willing to learn, right, then anything is possible. And I want people to understand that is that it's not about, because again, it's about skill acquisition. This goes back to a lot of what, what Tom Billu talks about, right? Is that it's about skill acquisition. And one of my favorite lines, and there's a book called uh, The Book of Five Rings by Miyamoto Musashi. He's a samurai. So it's a, it's a really out there book, but if you, you read it and listen to, and, and watch, it literally this one here, it says, if you know the way broadly, you will see it in everything. And I use that a lot with my clients and when we talk about being the best version of you. And what it means in today's world for us is that excellence in anything will increase your potential in everything. So mm. you don't have to change everything. You don't have to be anybody different. But you must create excellence in something for yourself. So we make it very simple. Optimal, this optimal self is not a life in a box. We don't teach you how, you know, like you're going to get it, but you're going to get it through yourself that, that you were going to yeah. help you find and create the best version of you, not my version. Cause again, doesn't mean you should be doing the shit that I do. Look, I like to get under some heavy ass barbells and <laughs> crush my soul. <laughs> like I, it's just, very just, necessary. Just so you're aware I'm, I'm into that. So I might have to do that. We're, right. we're cool. Love it. Love it. But it's, I know that it's not for everybody. I know that, but I do know that some form of movement every day will help that control center will help that brain. Yeah. And by doing that, you can change your mood. You can change your state and we can keep you moving in a positive direction for you. Right. And so we try to create excellence, try to get something. And a lot of times when we talk to people, right, is that they have done some cool things in their lives. Yeah. And we go back and we're like, oh man, tell me more about that. See how good you were there? And how does that make you feel? And then they emotionally attach to it. And I'm like, okay, great. That just proves that you have excellence. Yeah, you have. Now we're just gonna that. take that next step. You have it, right? And that's Love the that. real truth, man. It is. We can't be so attached to the past. We've got to be able to see a better future. I love that, man. Um, dude, speaking of speaking of like continuing to move forward and everything, you mentioned that the past version of version of Jeremy would get his ass whooped uh, with everything that you're doing now. So that being said, I'd I'd love to ask you what do you what do you define success as? It's awesome, man. Um, for me today, because it's 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 changed over the years, right? Because it was, I wanted to own a certain amount of property. I wanted to have a certain amount of passive income. Yeah, Those were all very, very important things to me. Again, it was um, because I, I, I didn't grow up that way, right? Yeah. I didn't grow up with those things. Uh, we moved every other week, it felt like. I mean, my my from the time I was in like eighth grade to 12th grade, I think we lived in like nine different homes. Like, oh, wow. And so, it, you know, I mean, and, and again, I'm not, I mean, they worked their ass off to do what they could do, but I mean, it's tough, right? It's tough. Yeah. And, and so those were all things that were very important to me. Today, I literally measure success by my effort, meaning did- By, by the process. By doing, did I do the shit that I said I would do today? And- I'll tell you this, and this may help people too. And, and, and this is something that I did, man, probably a decade ago now. 
is uh, working with a mentor and he said, look, define it, man. Who, who is this guy? Like, who is, who is Jeremy? Who is that guy? And the three words that I came up with, right, like uh, were integrity, character, and empathy. And I'll expand on that a bit because I think everybody should have their words. And integrity to me is that I do what I say I'm going to do. So if I told you I'm going to be here at two o'clock, then I'm going to be here at two o'clock and I'm going to be ready. And you're getting a hundred percent to me. You're not getting me half-assed. I don't walk into any meeting, anything half-assed, none, zero. Like you, you're getting a hundred percent of me. That's my yeah. integrity. That's what I live to. And this morning on my schedule, right? 6 a.m. I'm in the gym, right? By 7.15, I'm home. I'm meal prepping. I'm getting my stuff together. Like, and so my judgment of success is did I do the things I'm going to, I said I'm yeah. going to do. That's, that's my integrity, right? Character, character and integrity. People always flip these. And, and to me, they're separate. And I'll tell you why. Integrity is doing and character is being. Mm. So am I being the man? Am I being yeah. the, the, the dad? Am I being that business owner? Am I being that leader? And am I leading by example? Am I, am, am I just telling people what to do or am I willing to bend over and take that damn trash out because the damn trash needs to be taken out, yeah. right? Like, that shit's important to me and, and I want those people to see me doing it. I'm like, hold on a second, right? We just, we, in my office the other day, this big box came in and the two girls up front were trying to like maneuver it together. And I said, where, where is that going? They said, oh, it needs to go back by the copiers. And I said, okay. And they were like, well, we, I know you're, we know you're busy. You have, a, you have a meeting. I said, hold on a second. Does this need to be by the copiers? She said, yes. So I walked over, I picked up the box. You're like, I haven't, I haven't done my deadlifts this morning. Let's get it's to by the cop. It's by the copiers, right? Like, come on, man. We in the, we're in this together. But yeah. So that's the character side of it. And then the empathy is for me is because I always, I mean, I always want to be open to listening to, to everybody, no yeah. matter what. I don't care what your political view is. Tell me why you believe in how you feel and I'll listen. I don't have to agree, but I'm very open to, to listening. Right? You want to understand. I do, man. I, I really yeah. do because there's so much in this world today that's just rhetoric or you have to choose this or that. I'm like, no, man, if you believe, okay, if that's powerful to you and, and, and man, and that gets your ass out of bed, it may not be for me, but that's yeah. okay. But I'm, I'm open to listening. So- I think for everybody that if they can define who that best version of them is. And so when I look back at the end of the day and I say, okay, did I do what I say I'm going to do? Yes. Did I be who I say I am? Cause you could be full of shit, right? You could be totally full of shit. You got that, those, that guy who's posting all the stuff about his wife, but he's got a girlfriend on the side, right? Yeah. Like, fuck you. You're full <laughs> of shit. You know what I mean? Like for real, like, come on. And, and if that's you, then I am saying fuck you. Cause you know, <laughs> sorry, but Hey I, man, you preach, <laughs> do it, man. Like, like be who you say you're going to be right. Like that's what I want people to understand. And, and by no means am I perfect. I've, <laughs> I've made, I'm still making mistakes probably on a daily basis, but damn, if I, if, if I can stay focused on, on who I want to be and how I want to be, man, everything else seems to fall in alignment, right? And so yeah. that's truly the best version of me. And, and those mornings when, when 
I don't want to get up because I'm like, oh man, it feels good. My body's a little sore from yesterday's workout or, you know, I had a late podcast or I had to go here. Or I had to go there or I've spoke somewhere and I fl my flight was late getting in, whatever. And then I asked myself a simple question. What would the best version of you do? Yeah. I love what that. would that guy do? And then I just answer that bell, dude. I just answer it. You know what yeah. I mean? And honestly, there are days where it says rest. Like, yo, man, you you need to rest because you're not. But I think I think being able being able to ask that question consciously, crit, like critical thought, and ask mm -hmm. yourself that question of like the best version of me, not the tired, half asleep version of me, but right. the best version of me. What would they say that I need to do right now? And if the answer is get up you get up. That's and if right. the answer is I need, I need some rest, then you're consciously making the purposeful decision to rest. That's, that's that. spot on, dude. Spot on, man. Yeah. Dude, Jeremy, we're going to have to do another, another episode. I feel like we probably have another couple hours worth of stuff that we need to dig into here. <laughs> um, I do want to appreciate, yeah, I do want to appreciate your time, man. This has been absolutely stellar. Uh, where can, where can people learn more about you, uh, and the optimal self? uh optimal self dot today um same thing optimal self on all the socials uh we're everywhere and we'd love to help we'd love for them to be part of the ecosystem you know of course you know if you come into optimal self dot today we'll get you into the private facebook group where you get a lot of the live stuff and uh some some q and a's and and things like that so you know again i'll say it this way to you z is that my my mission in life today is to help and inspire people to change behavior through belief and action so they can be the best version of themselves. That's why I get up every day. That's why I do what we do, man. And so I appreciate you. I appreciate you, man. I dig it, brother. And for, uh, for all of our Shit You Don't Learn in College fans out there, don't forget uh, that we now have the Shit You Don't Learn in College book available pre-sale. Go grab it. Go to sidlicbook.com, S-Y-D-L-I-C book.com. We're giving away over $3,000 worth of bonus trainings and programs uh, if you grab the book now during the pre-sale. Uh, Jeremy, love you, man. This was absolutely stellar. Dude, so much, man. I have so much adoration and love for you. You have no idea. Please tell Maddie I said hi. And uh, I will. I can't wait to I see you guys dude. in person, man. So, yep. all right, buddy. Thanks a ton, brother. All right, cheers. All right, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton. Thanks a ton.